You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Last week we talked about not anything that we had planned. It was just, we were talking about dreams and the necessity of recapturing those dreams that we've given up on. And that was a beautiful time and an exciting time. I'm happy that we had that moment. But to go back to what we were speaking on two weeks ago, we're speaking on the Lordship of Jesus. The Lordship of Jesus in our lives and allowing him to sit on the throne of my life as Lord because I cannot be Lord of my life. We see in Galatians 2.20 that I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. It is not my life. I am dead. He is alive in me. Amen. Amen. There it is. So how can I sit on the throne of my life and produce anything but death if Parker is dead? What do dead things produce? Dead things. I cannot be Lord of my life and produce anything that the Lord would have established in my life. But we set ourselves on our thrones regardless. Why do we do this? Well, the first thing that we talked about is we view the lordship of Jesus as a limitation. We view his lordship over my life as a limitation. We view it as giving up on the things that I want to accomplish in my story to do what he wants to do. One, again, you cannot be a Christian and it still be your story. Do you hear what I'm saying? You cannot have part of Christ. You cannot have the pieces that are convenient to your schedule and the things that you want to do. You either take him and die to yourself or you reject him and live for yourself. Those are the options. That's it. But that does not mean that the life lived unto Christ is a limited life. Everything I've desired in my life, every dream I've ever had has come true in the presence of Jesus and not without it. Not apart from it. The goodness of God has shown me more and has given me more and has blessed me with the dreams of my heart more than Parker has ever been able to accomplish for himself. As I've sat on the throne of my life, I have found that that is where there is limitation. Not when Jesus sits on the throne of my life. After seeing all that the Lord has set up, all that he worked out, all the times that he proved his faithfulness throughout Scripture, And throughout your story, he has not once been limited. We have been. But when we say yes to his lordship, you step into purpose and destiny. All that you are made for is held in that moment where you say yes. In that decision to say yes, everything that you are made for is held within that decision. When you say yes and establish him as lord over your life, everything you're made for is now unlocked. We are simply limited in our understanding of this. But we continually step out of what we are made for. Um, And so we will continue to be limited in our understanding because we continue to step out of all that the Lord has designed for us. We step away from it. We turn from it. The Lord does not turn. We turn. I had a very limited, very short experience with the military as I was growing up uh, and just my own experience with the military. And what we learned was this term of being a soft target. And that is not a good thing. 
soft target's an easy shot. We learned that it is not good to be a soft target. We're always told by our commanding officers to not be a soft target, aka really easy to eliminate. In church, <coughs> Woo, that was intense. Sorry, I'm fighting my body right now. Um, but church, aren't you tired of the sons and daughters of God being soft targets? Because that's what we've been for way too long. We are soft targets. We are very easy to derail and disrupt. Why are we so easy to derail and disrupt? He is not Lord of my life. He's not seated in the place he is meant to be seated in my story. And so therefore that creates this soft target. You cannot do the things of God without God. But we as Christians have continually tried to establish the kingdom of heaven absent the author and perfecter of that kingdom. And what it does is it sets you up to be a soft target and be easily derailed, easily disrupted, easily destroyed and removed. The enemy barely has to work to move us off off the board because we do it to ourselves so often. When we say no to his lordship, you have robbed yourself of authority and power and purpose. And we need all of these things. We live in a world where people are struggling and the reason they are struggling is because they have no understanding of purpose. But you cannot have purpose if you do not have Jesus in your life because within him holds the complete access to our purpose. We have been robbed. When we say no to those lordship, we are robbed of our authority and we are robbed of power and no more, amen? That we would be a people, my prayer is that we would be a people of power and authority to rise up. We know We say this all the time. When the book of Acts ended, did the Lord stop speaking? No. No. We believe that and we talk about it all the time. The voice of God, listening to the voice of God. Why is the book of Acts called the book of Acts? What is it full of? Thanks. Good. It's an easy one, right? The Lord kind of laid that one pretty easy for us. If the Lord's voice hasn't stopped speaking... Has the Spirit of God stopped revealing truth to us? Has He stopped being the helper? Has the Lord desired to see signs and wonders? No. But why do we... Of course the Lord's voice hasn't... No, it's not gone. Of course it didn't end with the book of Acts. But in our minds, though, we may not admit it, in our minds, signs and wonders are a thing of the past. And we view them as foreign and distant and something that we left behind. If the Lord is still speaking, he's still working miracles. Amen. Amen. And so it is time for there to be a people in sundown Texas that operate in the power and authority of King Jesus as they did in the book of Acts. That signs and wonders would be put on display. Not for the sake of display. That's not what it is. But through the power and revelation of Jesus, we saying yes to his lordship over our story, he now has permission to use me as his hands and his feet. I have greater access to the greatness of the kingdom because I've said yes to him. And now I have authority. This is the key. You cannot have have authority without lordship. But now that I say yes to his lordship, I can take up authority. So that when I say sickness be gone, it has to listen. When I said dead man rise up, he has to listen. 
because of the authority of King Jesus that is in me, because I've said yes to his lordship. Does that make sense? It's time for us to be a people of power. This power, the resurrection power, that we are more than conquerors, right? We are more than conquerors. We saw that the Lord put on a beautiful display of this reality of resurrection power when we talked about this lesson. Two week, this was Easter Sunday uh, review, what we're doing right now. And we saw, we prayed over a girl that continues to need our prayer. Just because we prayed over her once for healing doesn't mean we cease to pray for healing. That's not what intercession is. It's not a one, one time you're in and then you're out and you're done, right? Intercession is standing in the gap, period, right? So Mariah still needs us to stand in the gap for her. But we saw this as the body of Christ came together to pray and intercede over this girl and the illness she's dealing with and will continue to do so. Then we saw a four-year-old profess Jesus as his Lord and Savior and receive the Holy Spirit. We saw this take place. And then we saw the men of God come and have a spirit of discouragement and failure that has been looming around us, circling us like a shark, like a lion ready to devour us, we saw it cast out in Jesus' name. Is that not resurrection power? He put it on display. He desires for us to see this. And this, that Sunday was a unique Sunday because it's its own, but that does not mean that the power that was put on display is meant to be unique and, and rarely seen, Right? That's not to be the unique part. The unique part is the obedience. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish Every disobedience when your obedience is made complete. This is the authority that comes when we say yes to his lordship. We get to silence the voices. The voices, we talked about this uh, specifically towards the men, these voices that try to keep you in a place the Lord would not have you stay. And that's what that spirit of discouragement was trying to do. It was trying to keep men in a place of feeling like failures. And that's where the enemy wanted them to stay. And that is not a place the Lord would have us stay. And when we operate in the authority because we've said yes to his lordship, I can silence those voices. But without saying yes to his lordship, those voices have power over me. Do you hear what I'm saying? You can't just say yes to Christ once when you're a kid, be saved and then be done and have all access and all authority of the kingdom of heaven. He has to sit on the throne of your life each and every day, not just that one day in that one moment. And I can lose access to that authority. I could have it yesterday and I could lose it today because I've said no to his lordship. We are to silence the voices that try to keep you in a place the Lord would not have you stay, to keep you in a place that you no longer belong. We saw the Lord again. We saw the Lord silence those voices two weeks ago. As we said yes to his lordship, we picked up authority. We cast out a voice and a spirit of discouragement that has been laying waste to men, making men to feel like failures, but no more. Amen? Amen. Men of God, we've been called upon. This is, I cannot get away from this reality that the men of God are being called into greater things. Amen. There is such a rise, there is such a stirring that the Lord is seeking to do specifically in the hearts of the sons of God. This is a necessary piece 
If we're going to do new things, that men of God need to step into the fullness of all that he's called them into, not partly. How can I lead my children into the fullness of God if I myself am not willing to walk into it? Can't do it. Cannot do it. And we are called to not just lead our people, our families, but we are being called men of God to lead a nation of people in repentance to the Lord. Hearts and minds of people are not meant to be changed by the government. They're meant to be changed by the church. That is the church and the church alone's responsibility. And who will lead this church, this move of God? It's time for the men to do so, to step into the rightful place of leadership and authority as sons of God. We have been called to wake up to step into freedom and authority and lead God's people. Ephesians 5. Come on. Ephesians 5, verse 1. We'll skip around this a little bit. It'll be on the screen. Ephesians 5, verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Verse 15. Look carefully then how you walk. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with all your heart. Giving thanks always and for everything to God, the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. How do we begin? How do we begin, men, to lead, to step into this freedom, to step into this authority, to lead God's people? How do we keep the spirit of discouragement in its place, never again having a foothold in our lives? Now, ladies, uh, this morning, I am am talking to the men. Men, I am specifically talking to you. Um. But the, the women in here, as they did when we prayed over the men in this center aisle, which has got to be one of the coolest things I've ever seen. I wish I had a picture of it. The women were on the outside praying because the women are so important to the success of us men in here. The one time, we'll talk about this later uh, in weeks to come. The, the one thing the Lord said in all of creation at the beginning when he was making everything that was not good was what? The one thing he said was not good. The man should be alone. And what did he do? He gave us a woman. Right? So to think that, that, that we can be successful in the things of the kingdom without women is foolish. Don't settle into that, man. There's a lot of us. This is what we do in the world. What do men do? We do it by ourselves. I don't need help. I'll do it. Or I do need help, but I'm not going to ask for it. I know men like that, they drive me nuts. I do it too. I I drive me nuts. But we won't ask for help, and then we'll get to the very end of ourselves working on this project that we desperately needed help in, and someone normally catches us. Like, man, well, why didn't you ask for help? I don't know. (laughs) And sometimes we even think this person should just know I need help. Even though I'm off somewhere, they have no idea where I am, but they should just show up and help me. 
We as men, we're not great at communicating. We're not great at asking for help. And that's got to change because the women are meant and are key to the success of the men of God stepping into their place of authority. The women of God are key in this. And what I found out as I've, I've just learned about marriage in my own walk with it and just allowing the Lord to teach me is that Sarah, my wife, is my first line of defense. When the enemy starts to speak, she is the first one to speak against that which she says. Necessary and crucial for a man. Necessary and crucial. Involve them. I'm telling you this, I, that vision, you guys, if you remember this story, but the vision and how this vision came about of us being in the middle, us men and being prayed over, um, it only came because I knew that there was a spirit of discouragement I was struggling or that I was facing that I was wrestling with, not sure what the application of this was, but the revelation of what to do about the spirit of discouragement only came when I involved my wife in what the Lord had showed me. The rest of the revelation came because she was there helping me with it. Does that make sense? She was involved. We as men got to recognize that we are made for fellowship. We are made for one another. And the women in our lives are crucial to the things the Lord has for us and us being able to step into them. So with that being said, women propel us into destiny and purpose and are so important, but back to the spirit of discouragement, keeping it out of our lives and stepping into the fullness of destiny. First, again, like we've said a hundred times already, we must say yes to his lordship and lay down our pride. You are dead. You can only make dead things, but he is alive and he dwells in you. Amen. Amen. Revelation. Man, I'm just getting like raspier and raspier as we go. This is fun. Revelation 1, 17. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me saying, fear not, I am the first and the last for, and the living one. I died and behold, I am alive forevermore and I have the keys of death and Hades. Say yes to him. And what he say yes to him who has done and will do what we never could. Amen. Amen. Say yes to the one who has the keys to the kingdom of death. Say yes to him, his lordship. And then we gain access to his authority and authority. The grave could not hold. Amen. Amen. Recognize that truth for a second. The authority that you're taking up. How again, could it be limiting to put him on the throne of your life and him be Lord of your life? How could it be limiting when the authority that you get to take hold of when you say yes to his lordship literally defeated the grave? There is no limitation to his authority. Amen. And we get to walk in it. We get to stand with it. We get to take it and use it. And the second thing, we can't forget Easter Sunday, 2023. We can't forget what the Lord has done for us. Isaiah 46, 9 says, remember the former things of old for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Don't be those who are quick to forget all that he has done for us. We men struggle with this. The Lord will work a miracle one day and then the next day we'll forget what he had just previously done and we'll wonder where is the Lord, right? How many of us have asked that, Lord, where are you? He's like, I literally worked a miracle for you yesterday and you've forgotten me again. We do this all the time. We have got to be quick to remember, not quick to forget. And the third thing, this is the important thing, really important for this morning. Genesis 2, 15. 
The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. We've been talking about this in Sunday school, but that word keep translates to shamar, which means to preserve, to guard, to defend, to be aware of and protect. To be aware of is one that has been profound for me to reflect on as a man. Am I aware of the things that the Lord has set me over to protect? Am I aware of the things the Lord has set me over to provide for? To be constantly aware of these things. The Lord has anointed us to protect the garden, us men to protect the garden, to protect and defend those things that are given to us by the Father. But we as men are failing and we are failing tragically. 51% of all babies in America are born out of wedlock. 98% of all violent crimes are committed by men and 75% of all men in prison grew up without a dad. We are, this is a a statistical fact, we are the most fatherless nation in the world. We are the fatherless nation. That's what we're known as, the fatherless country. There's a story that's... uh, it's a fascinating story. Maybe some of you have heard, it, heard of it. It's about a, a nature, uh, wildlife preservation uh, called Kruger Park in South Africa. And uh, they, they were working on rehabilitating this population of elephants because of the ivory and all that stuff, the illegal poaching and whatever. So they're, they're working on building back this population. They're doing a successful, phenomenal job. And this is kind of a good problem to have, but they're running out of space because they've got so many. And this is a great thing, right? And so they're trying to figure out, they've got another location they can take them to. They're like, okay, how do we, but how do we get all of these elephants over there? And so what they do is they, they created harnesses for these elephants and they carried them by helicopter to this new place. And they start, which is, that's crazy. Yeah, you're just driving to work and you see helicopters of elephants like, oh, okay. Uh, elephants are literally flying. And so they start with the young ones, the young males, the females, because they're smaller. And then when they go to do the older males, the adult males, the, they're so heavy that every harness they made for them continued to snap. So they, they couldn't even pick them off the ground without it snapping. So they're like, you know what? We did a really good job. We got a lot of elephants over there. Let's just leave it. Let the young ones grow up over here. We'll just keep the older ones here. And what happened is they started noticing that these rhinos that were at this new park, uh, white rhinos that are also endangered species and they're working on rehabilitating this population, they're just, these male rhinos are coming up dead, just murdered. And they're not sure what's going on. And they recognize that the young male elephants that that they've put there are killing these rhinos and other species as well that have lived in harmony with these creatures long before we got involved. And now these young males are killing them. And they noticed this, it was rapidly increasing for three months, the violence of these young males. And they realized, okay, we gotta do something different. We gotta figure something out. And so they figured out a way to get these adult male elephants over there and they do that. And within three months, the killings existed no more. They were totally gone. These young males didn't know how to be 
who they're meant to be. And without the absence of, with the absence of leadership and a male role model, they turn to violence and destruction. This exists in animals in creation. This is creation without a spirit. But does it not also exist in us? The second you remove fathers, the second you remove males in, a, in the story of young men, what do they turn to? Violence, rape, and debauchery. Toxic things. You want to talk about uh, toxic masculinity? That's kind of a thing right now. Masculinity is not toxic. Growing up without men in your life to help teach you how to be a man and use this masculinity as God intended, this is what is toxic. The absence of a father in a story, this is toxic. Because these boys don't know how to be men. They don't know how to provide for their family. They don't know how to show compassion instead of violence. They don't know how to show kindness. The point I'm trying to make is this. Men, we buy, we buy guns, we work out, we, def, we, we, are, we are really good as a society, men, who have a family and, and are, 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 are doing what they can to protect that. We, we've got it understood how to protect our family against a physical threat. There's not a man in here that if I started talking about a physical threat to your family, your blood wouldn't start boiling. Like, come on, I dare them. <laughs> like, do something to one of my kids and see what happens, right? It's not hard for us to get there. But what we've done as men, we're, we're really good at focusing on the outside things, but we have ignored what we are allowing into our garden. That spirit of discouragement, the Lord has been just teaching me more about this, that spirit of discouragement that was attacking men. Do we think that stopped with that one male? That one man? No. If that man brought it into his home, where did it go after him? Went to his kids. Went to the young men within his house. It's attacking you. That doesn't just affect you. We have brought these things into our homes. And man, what I'm trying to say is one of the key things in continuing to keep the spirit of discouragement at bay, but also stepping into the roles of sons of God that we are meant to step into, that we could destroy the toxicity of our culture because of the absence of men of God. I don't care about a male in general. I'm talking about the men of God. Men, there are men right now societally, they don't know what they don't know. They didn't have a father, so it's not odds are not in their favor that they're going to be a great one. And we see this trend continuing, 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 but men of God, where are we? Where are we? Are we, we are not stepping up. We're like, oh, well, that's, that's unfortunate. That guy's a mess. I'm just going to keep him at a distance. We're not stepping up. We're not standing and taking ownership of the places that the Lord has placed us. The Lord said, we read it in Genesis, that he took Adam and he placed him and anointed him to keep, to be aware of and take care of the garden. Men of God, you have been anointed. 
not just anointed, the Lord has placed you exactly where you find yourself. Not just so that you could exist there, but so that you could be aware of what is around you. You could protect the garden. You could provide for the the people around you that you could take ownership of our garden, that we as men will take ownership of the garden the Lord has placed us in and then be able to operate in authority. Genesis says again that Adam was placed in the garden and he has done the same for us. He has placed us here. This is our city. This has got to be the most infuriating thing that I come across on a regular basis is the lack of ownership over sundown Texas. There is no ownership in any men to fix the problems that they complain about on a regular basis. I wish it looked more like this. I wish it wasn't going in this direction. Okay, well then change the direction. Man of God, step into purpose and authority and change the direction. I, I, I used to get so, so upset when I was coaching uh, when I would hear coaches say, ah, these, these, they don't make kids like they used to. I'm like, they, they don't make men like they used to. It ain't their fault. You're their role model. They reflect their environment. So this poor reflection you see in this kid, you're just looking at yourself, bud. Lead better. Call them into higher things. Don't just be content with their dysfunction and their lack of understanding. But we write it off. We don't take responsibility. This is our city, church. It was so fun. It was, Wednesday was a blast. Um, because we're working on this project, and uh, there's, there, there's just men there to help, and women. And it was fascinating. It was so fun just getting to work alongside and take ownership with others to make this community better. It was amazing. And then at the same time, I see all these knucklehead kids running around in purple shirts. I'm wondering what the heck is going on. They're showing up and they're all taking pictures of me as I'm driving by in this front end loader tractor. And I'm just thinking, what in the world is happening? And I call Sammy and he explains to me what they're doing. They're going on a scavenger hunt and the lesson that they were being taught, mind-blowing. It's just, it was so simple, but it was profound. They're going around, they're finding all these strangers and, and they, most of them know me, but um, they're having to go out of their comfort zone a little bit and ask for pictures and talk to different people and all that stuff. And I'm looking around and I'm, what I'm seeing, what I saw on Wednesday was a lot of men taking ownership of this city to change it for the better. Sammy taking ownership of these young men to teach them a lesson now that they'll remember the rest of their lives. This, this lesson, it was, it was beautiful. But they're going on this scavenger hunt. They're doing all this stuff. They're having a blast doing it. What some you would look at on paper be like, that might be a little awkward, might be a little uncomfortable. Not, not for a second were these kids uncomfortable or awkward. They were hilarious. Few of them scared me, um, but they're, they're funny. They're hilarious. They're moving around. They were all smiling. They were all joyful. And the, the, the key in this lesson, from what I understood, is that how easy was that to do? Now, why is sharing the gospel with someone so much, so much more difficult? It's not. It's that simple, right? And it's that fun to show people the kingdom of heaven. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, I'm, I am seeing men take ownership and transform our city. 
But that was just a handful. Imagine when we all, men of God, say yes and step into the fullness. What will sundown look like? But I'm telling you right now, this community, West Texas, will not change until the men of God say it's time to change and step into the fullness of what God is calling us into. There has to be leadership. And the Lord anointed us to do it. And it's time for us to step into it in fullness. Amen. To take ownership of the places that we are in. This work has to be done and it is ours to do. These kids are ours to protect. They're ours to lead in a way that they should go. And that only happens when we men of God take ownership of the assignment, ownership of the gifts given and step into our anointing and fullness. Stop waiting for it to be done without you. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.